Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Here's what's cooking on a new sports stove local hour. We're talking with UFC heavyweight and EKU alum and Richmond resident Harry Hunsucker about his upcoming UFC fight. And we're also bringing on defensive line coach for EKU, Jeremy Hawkins, with some exciting news as well. We're going to talk some EKU basketball, that and so much more. That's what's cooking on today's sports stove podcast local hour. Welcome into the Sports Stove Podcast Local Hour Edition, presented by IPM Pest and Termites, Central Kentucky's neighborhood pest professionals. If you live in Richmond, Lexington, Irvine, uh, Madison County, Fayette County, uh, Nicholasville, Georgetown, any of those surrounding areas, and you've got pests, you got to get a hold of IPM Pest and Termite. You can find more information about them on myipm.com. You will not regret getting a hold of them if you have pest needs. They'll be on time when they say they're going to be there. They're going to guarantee their service as well. Great people, uh, legitimately great people. We use them at the house. We use them at the church. You got to get a hold of them. That promise you, you again will not regret it. IPM Pest and Termite, myipm.com. Tell them you heard about them on the Sports Stove Local Hour. We've got a great show for you today. Uh, in just a few moments, we're going to give you the interview with Harry Hunsucker, the UFC heavyweight. Uh, we've had Harry on the program before, not on the local hour program, but our regular Sports Stove podcast. And we've had him on twice, actually. And uh, he's a great, great guy and looking forward to his upcoming fight on December 18th. He's fighting Justin Taffa uh, on UFC Fight Night. And uh, Harry gives a lot to this community, and I think you'll enjoy hearing from him if you have not already. He actually did an interview with the uh, EKU alum page as well on Facebook. I saw a video on there, too, so maybe look that up as well and support Harry Hunsucker. And then we also have defensive line coach and run game coordinator Jeremy Hawkins, and uh, excited to talk with him as well. Great conversation there. Once the interviews are done, we're going to talk basketball uh, for just a few minutes 
as well. But first, let's go ahead and get you the interview with Harry the Hurricane Hunsucker. Joining us now is UFC heavyweight uh, out of Madison County, fighting on the UFC fight night December 18th at the Apex in Las Vegas, Harry the Hurricane Hunsucker. Welcome back, Harry. How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Man, I'm doing great. Um, you've got quite the uh, quite the card here coming up. You're fighting Justin Taffa um, on December the 18th. I was looking at your card. You got the likes of Derek Lewis, Chris Dacus, Cub Swanson, Air Jordan, Amir um, Chart, Wonder Boy, Bilal, Angela Hill, all kinds of people on this, yeah. this yeah, card. They're probably hard, so man. pumped to be on the same card as Harry Hunsucker. Right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, tell me about this. This is, uh, I mean, you get a full fight fight camp. Your last fight was against uh, Tuavasa, and your your two fights with the UFC. You were on the, of course, um, Dana White's Contender Series. That was last minute uh, against uh, Bam Bam. That was last minute. So you actually get a full fight camp. How's the fight camp going? Man, it has not uh, really had a hiccup at all. Man, we, you know, it's been a perfect camp. I'm feeling great. Um, you know, we got about a week until I fly out and, you know, I really feel the best that I've ever felt, man. And, What's that you know, having looking? a full fight camp obviously makes a huge, huge difference. Yeah, because you're going in. I mean, that that last fight against Bam Bam was, I mean, I understand it was an opportunity of a lifetime. You had to take it. But, I mean, that was so last minute. Uh, yeah. It kind of put you behind the eight ball. Ah, hey man, it is what it is. You know, it's a it's a fight, man, and anybody can win them. That's why I wouldn't say no. You know what I mean? You've always got a chance to win in a fight, but you know, unfortunately, he's a very heavy-handed individual. You know, and uh, you know, I got caught, so that's you know part of the game. It could happen to anybody. I mean, he did it to Greg Hardy too, right after me. So you know, he's a he's a he's a monster, man. Well, I was happy he knocked, uh, knocked around Greg Hardy. It wasn't as happy that he knocked, right. knocked you out. But <laughs> Right. I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about Justin Taffa. He's coming off a street, two straight losses. Uh, one of those is Jared Bandera, who uh, you fought against in the Contender Series as well. Mm -hmm. uh, I was looking at his stuff. He uh, His first five professional fights uh, either ended in round one or round two. But his last two went the distance. He lost one by split and one by unanimous decision. Yeah. Uh, if topology is correct, you've not been out of the first round since 2013. Correct. Yep. Okay. So uh, what's the? Uh, don't give us all the secrets, but are you looking to be patient uh, with Justin? Are you looking to be a first round fight? What, what's kind of the the mindset going into this one? I mean, I'm not a point fighter, man. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to go three rounds. I think anybody that knows me knows that. So. Um, you know, I don't, I don't ever want to leave it in the hands of the judges. That's why I like, as soon as they say go, it's on, you know, I mean, you're in a fist fight, dude. I'm not a point fighter at all, man. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to stay in there all night. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. um, that, and then, you know, I've been getting ready for five round title fights, like up until the two contender series, things you know what i mean just because they end in the first round that doesn't mean that i didn't train for five for months you know what i mean i've gone five minute rounds like 10 15 20 of them a night you know what i mean so um you know just because the fights are short doesn't mean i wasn't prepared for longer fights but when these short notice deals come up man like 
you know, especially me being right off of fights where I was a little beaten, banged up, and then I get called back up quick. And, like, you know, I was making some bad food decisions. You know, I quit I quit drinking alcohol. I've talked about this pretty, you know, pretty openly. I haven't drank since, like, June. Um, and, you know, I'm just making all the right decisions, man. I mean, this is my time now, you know. Yeah. How much have you learned about that? I mean, you're talking about quit drinking – um, you look at some of the greatest athletes out there right now, I'm thinking of like Tom Brady, for instance, and the, the amount of effort he goes through with his diet and those sorts of things. I know you're in different sports, uh, so, so it's a little different for that. But yeah. how much have you grown in your care for yourself uh, along with your, your fighting and your practicing and those kinds of things? Yeah, I think that the support from the people around me has been the biggest thing. I mean, my wife always, you know, makes healthy food. You know, we always eat organic, good foods. Um, you know, getting rid of alcohol was a big deal, man. That stuff's poisonous, really. It is. And, um, like, I mean, I'll, I'll drink again, but, like, I was, like, drinking too much. You know what I mean? So, I it, it was I was drinking enough that it was getting in the way of my athletic ability. You know what I mean? So, getting rid of that. And then, you know, having the, the UFC Performance Institute, um, has been a game changer too, because anytime I have any questions about my diet, my training, my supplementation, um, you know, sports psychology, I mean, you have all these things at your disposal that I've never had, you know, had the opportunity to use. So, you know, the, the biggest thing, man, is the supplements. Like I have, my body feels good now. You know what I mean? My, I'm recovering faster. Um, all the, you know, and it's all free to all the UFC athletes. So it's a, you know, that's been a great thing. And I guess, you know, a lot of things have just come full circle is what is the best way to put it. You know, like the, the supplementation side, the only thing I guess I could do a little bit more is sleep. But, you know, I got I got three kids, one more on the way. So sleep is hard to come by. But other than that, everything is everything is great. <laughs> well, I know I see on social media you're out running a lot, uh, getting out there, getting miles in. Yeah. Uh, running through Richmond and different places and, uh, you know, those kinds of things. Let's talk a little bit about uh, your opponent on December the 18th. What are you seeing out of him? I know you've done, I know a lot of guys nowadays are doing more study on themselves on video and stuff like that, but what are you guys doing? Uh, what are you seeing from your opponent and what you're expecting from him? Um, you know, I mean, it, I think it's pretty standard what you expect from Tafa. You know what I mean? He's going to, he's going to try to stand and bang and, you know, he'll probably like, he likes to clinch fight a lot too. So, mm. you know, we probably, you know, we've been working the wall defense and stuff like that, but I mean, it's pretty, you know, it's pretty standard you know, game plan that I, I expect from him. He's just going to try to, you know, kick my butt. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, I mean, he's, you know, he's a tough, hard-headed dude, and that's what he does, and he does it real well. You know what I mean? Um, but, like, I've become, like, a totally different fighter this camp, man. So I'm just excited to see the, the new me. You know what I mean? Like, everything is, is coming together, and, like, it, it's going to be good. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Now he's a big boy. Uh, if I saw right, he's usually in that two sixty, two sixty five range. Um, mm -hmm. What's your weight looking like? Where are you going? Where's your goal to be at come fight night? Um, I usually fight around like two forty five or two fifty, but this fight camp, just because I've been really watching my diet and making all the right decisions, I'm at like two thirty five right now. So you know, I'm feeling. I, I look a lot different. You know what I mean? My body's mm -hmm. changed a lot. And, um, you know, I feel like I'm going to be a very, very explosive athlete. 
you've been, you know, I've watched your Dana White fight, uh, your contender series fight, watched the uh, Bam Bam fight, caught clips of your fights, uh, Corey Moon before uh, Bam Bam and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. One of the things that stands out with you, obviously you have no fear as far as going in and swinging, uh, and you've landed some huge shots. Even that Bandera fight, I thought you had him knocked yeah. out. Um, yeah, he's you know, got a hard head, man. <laughs> yeah, and you talked about, too, at that point you weren't in the – uh, conditioning stage to 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 be able to you know you had to you had to make it in fast and yeah. uh, uh, it looked like you almost had him but didn't quite get there in in this fight too I know you already said the plan is hey let's let's get it done with let's be entertaining when you look at you know trying to earn that that next fight or or a bigger contract or anything like that does that play into this fight or are you focused mainly on just winning the fight? Yep, let's. Uh, I've not I've not thought about anything after this, man. Nothing else has been on my mind but December eighteenth. Getting it done. You got you said yeah. you a new new kid on the way. Uh, yes, as sir. Well. Congratulations to you and your wife on that. Thank you. And uh, uh, you know us here in Madison County, Central Kentucky, everyone around is excited for you and excited for this next opportunity. Do you have a prediction? Um, you know whatever happens, man, it's not gonna it's not gonna go to the distance. You know what I mean? Kill or be killed. Yeah. So it'll be entertaining and hopefully uh, first UFC victory for That's you right. as well. You're not That's a young right. chicken anymore. You're not old, but you're not a young chicken either. Yeah. Um, but with you know, you haven't taken a ton of damage in your career. I'm peaking. Uh, I'm, pe- I'm going to peak this in two weeks, man. I'm going to peak. I promise you. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to see. The, you're going to see the best me you've ever seen. I promise you that. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, nicknames of the hurricane. I always say there's a storm coming. And yes, sir. Uh, looking forward to watching here in a couple of weeks, December the 18th. Uh, it'll be in Vegas. You say you fly out in about a week? Yeah. Yeah. I fly out on the 14th, I think. Okay. Yep. And be out there and ready to go. All right. Well, Harry, we sure appreciate you taking the time to join us uh, again and taking time out of your schedule. I know there's a lot going on for you right now, but uh, we're cheering for you. And hopefully we'll, we'll be able to talk about a victory here in the coming weeks. Yes, sir. Thank you. I appreciate you guys having me on. You take care, okay? All right. Good luck, man. Uh-huh. Bye. Thank you, Harry. We sure appreciate him coming on and taking the time to be with us as he's in the middle of training and preparing for this UFC fight. We sure appreciate him taking the time to talk with us uh, this week. Uh, when we come back, we are going to hear from Jeremy Hawkins. But first, I'd like for you to hear a quick word from our sponsors, IPM Pest and Termite. With over 20 years of experience, Matt Schaefer and the good folks at locally owned IPM Pest and Termite provides pest control service for all of Central Kentucky's pest control needs. Whether you have a current pest control problem or want to prevent infestation from ever entering your home, IPM Pest and Termite offers maintenance programs that will help keep pests out of your home and provide peace of mind. So for a Dependable, reliable services that you can count on. Get in touch with our good friend Matt Schaefer at IPM Pest and Termite today at myipm.com. That's myipm.com. Welcome back to the Sports Stove Local Hour, presented by IPM Pest and Termite. Have you heard these names before? Quentin Floyd, Roland Walder, Shane Burks, TK McClendon, Ryan Jackson, Kelton Dawson. There are others as well. Defensive linemen for EKU. And you did hear them this year because they were so active and so important and so crucial to the EKU defense this past season. Well, a large part of their success comes as a result of the defensive line coach, Jeremy Hawkins. He's also the run game coordinator, uh, part of a great staff that Walt Wells has built here in Richmond and uh, and also recently announced a member of the AFCA's 35 under 35 coaches 
a really great conversation we had with Jeremy Hawkins. Now, this interview is being presented by Bible Pathway Baptist Church in Richmond, Kentucky. Bible Pathway Baptist Church just may be the friendliest church in Richmond, and you should come find out for yourself. Services are Sunday at 1045 a.m., then they feed you if you come to church. Uh, they feed you right after the service as well. They do have a one o'clock afternoon service uh, that is different than the morning service as well. Uh, you can find more information at BiblePathwayBC.com, BiblePathwayBC.com. They're located 464 Three Forks Road on the north side of Richmond. Just as Bible Pathway Baptist Church invites you to come visit their church, we invite in Jeremy Hawkins for an interview. We are joined now by EKU defensive line coach, Jeremy Hawkins. Coach, thanks for being with us. Thank you for having me on. Thank you for having me on. I, I've, I've heard a couple of your podcasts, and you do a really good job. Well, thank you. Uh, it's it's all about the guests. Uh, good guests make for a good show, and so uh, that's why we brought you on. Um, big announcement came out this week that you are uh, one of the AFCA's 35 under 35 uh, coaches this year. Congratulations on that. What does that mean to you? Thank you. Thank you. Uh, it's, it's a blessing. It's, it's all good. I'll tell you this right here. It's, it's not about me. It's truly about the kids. They played their tails off this season. We had a pretty good season there. Um, then, you know, kind of finished how we wanted to with not making the playoffs, but man, it's all them. It's not like I'm out here coaching myself, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm coaching those guys and they are making the plays. So, it's all all my players. That's that's what it's about. Let's talk about some of those players this year. Uh, this D line this year, they really stepped up. And you know, we had a number of players on the program throughout the season, and it seemed like all the defensive players. It always started talking about the defensive line, what they were able to do the the between the run defense and the pass defense, getting to the quarterback, getting pressure in the backfield, those kinds of things. And you were led this year. Your starters were Q, uh, Shane Burks, and Walder. Um, but you guys played a lot of different guys. Let's talk about Walter first. He's uh, getting an opportunity now uh, to go to the FCS Bowl. And and uh, what did you see out of him this year, especially the growth that you saw and and uh, what you think about his future? Well, I, I tell you like this right here. Uh, Roland Walter was the alpha male in that room. You know, he was the leader. Uh, he was the vocal piece in that room. Um, he, he's what we needed to kind of gel that entire group together. Um, it was times where guys were up and down, you know, he, he may have been one of them, but he will always lead in the right direction, you know? So man, it, he was everything to that room this year. Um, so excited for him to get the opportunity to go uh, and play in the FCS bowl. Um, he, he deserves that opportunity. Um, I, I think his future is bright, you know, um, you know, you might, sometimes you don't see guys that are NFL guys. He might not be just an NFL prototypical outside, rusher but um he, he's a guy that's gonna work his tail off he, he he wants to be good he wants to be great and you know cfl arena league stuff like that man he'll still play ball somewhere um in the near future here that's something you can't coach right desire um effort things like that correct i mean that's something you don't want to coach you mm -hmm. know um you try to recruit out of coaching that type stuff you want to say you want to get guys on, on on your on your on your team that you want to say, hey, hey, hold up, now, you know you, you're giving us a little too much. You don't want to say giddy up, <laughs> you know that that's kind of that's kind of what I try to recruit. 
And that's kind of what we did um, this this past offseason. And that's that's trying to what that's what we're trying to do now um, in this recruiting cycle is to bring guys in that are leaders that 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 want to want to want to go, 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 go. And we got to tell them, whoa, a little bit um, to, to get through it. Um, but I tell you what, man, that's what you want in a program. That's what you need in a program to be successful. It seemed like throughout the season, uh, the defense as a whole, but the defensive line, it just grew. You could you watched them kind of just grow throughout the season where the the play picked up, the big plays picked up. Uh, that was led by Roland, but uh, guys like Shane and Quentin as well. Um, you know, they not to say that, that they weren't giving effort before, but it seemed like as the season went on and didn't take very long in the season where you just started to see that improvement from them. Well, uh, I would like to take the credit with the D line, but you know I can sit here and, and say it was rolling, and 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 I'll, for that room, rolling was really good. But mm. for this defense and for this team, Kyle Bailey, you mm. know, our, our in, in, inside linebacker, Kyle Bailey was the guy that came in and just became a captain right away. You know, he 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 kind of, you know, laid his mark where you know guys understood that he was really that guy on the field and off the field. Um, you know, he 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 spoke it, he he lived it, and man, he played every down like it was his last down. Kyle Bailey, man, from that transfer from on WKU, he mm-hmm. he did a heck of a job for us this year, and um, he he kind of led the way, and then everybody else rolling. It was easier for Roland to kind of speak up then, um, because Roland wasn't a natural just vocal leader. He was more so I, I do my job, and you guys follow me, and I I demand you to follow me on this field. Not vocally, but physically. Mm-hmm. Um, Kyle is a more of a vocal and physical, uh, so you could hear him and see him on the sidelines. It was he, he was the one that really did that deal. But when, when it came to the D line, Roland did step up and you know and, and made strides of being a leader, you know, vocally in in that room on, on in that area on the sideline, um, and it and it helped everybody. You know, it helped mm-hmm. all seven of those guys. I played seven guys. Now we were mm-hmm. rolling in. Um, and well, it wasn't the first team, it wasn't the second team. It was just seven guys playing, you know, and they all got equal snaps. You know, it was one of those deals where you look at the, you know, the snap count after the game, the starters probably got, you know, 38. Um, the, the second team probably got 31, you know, and it was, and, and, that, and that seventh guy would have to rotate him, um, from the nose and the three technique, um, well, the four eye um, boundary in. And, you know, he got as many reps as he could, you know, 15, you know, 10 to 15 reps. But it wasn't because he just couldn't play. It's because we had seven guys that were literally we had no, you know, um, nobody really had to step down, get on that field. They still were they, they were producing like they were a, a number one, you know, mm-hmm. and that's what I wanted. You know, throughout the whole summer, I was working my tail off to make sure and just feed into those guys mentally. And let them know, like, hey, we want to be able to roll you guys in and not even think about it. And that's what it came out to be. And it was pretty dang on good. It really was. And it's interesting. You know, I talked with a couple of guys about that idea of, hey, I know you like being on the field, but how how great was it to be able to get a breather and knowing that your spot was going to be filled? <laughs> and everybody seemed to think that was a good thing. Um, and one of the things that I've heard consistently about this team all year long was just very unselfish, very much the team, the team, the team. And it seems like it started up front. Like I said, uh, the way, I mean, you said the way that guys were rolling in, you were playing a lot of guys, a lot of snaps. And at least on my end, 
I never heard a single person complain about it. That's one thing we did not have anybody complain in, in no selfishness. You know, um, guys was just, you know, like you said, the team, the team, the team. And that's, that's one of our mottos. That's that's what Coach Coach Wells brought in um, here. And, and, and we live by it, the team, the team, the team. And, you know, and it's having a consistent um, mindset to be to be great, to be a champion. You know, consistency in performance with a championship championship mindset. That's that's what Coach Wells, um, you know, beat, beats into their everybody's head. And, and when you when you believe that, mm-hmm. um, you can achieve it, man. It's it's all about your mindset, and I'm a firm believer in that. Um, if if you know and believe you can, then you will. If you doubt yourself, then you probably won't do it. Mm-hmm. So all, all these guys came in here with the same mindset of being great, of being a champion. Man, we gave everything we could to try to be that champion. Uh, most of your guys are coming back next year. Um, obviously, right. you'll bring in some new guys as well, but uh, you guys have a lot of experience and a lot of young experience on this team. Uh, what are you looking forward to next year? Just talking about the guys that you already have on the roster. Man, I'm, I'm excited. You know, um, you see those guys, like you said this year, how they gelled together and started growing and getting better on and out the field. Now we're at that level. We're at that step already, you know. And now when you bring somebody else in to join the the um the group, it's just, you know, just adding icing on the cake, man. You know, uh, uh, we're excited about it. Well, I cannot wait to to get back on the on the grass with those guys and coach them up and make sure that they are the leaders that they need to be, and uh, they help the guys that are coming in um, to be on um, what they need to be on the field and. Yeah, I'm looking forward for for some of the same stuff, but you know, to get better too. You know, um, mm-hmm. there's some things that we left on the field this year. You know, there's some some plays we left on the field that you know we could have been a lot better at. You know, some sacks, some tackles for loss. You know, some strip sacks. It's, it's some things when you go back and watch the film. Yes, we played good, but we want to be great. That mm-hmm. that's that's the mindset. We're trying to be great, not just good. You talked about that melding together as the new guys come in and. You know, one of the things Matthew Jackson talked about with us was, you know, because I asked him about guys like Kyle that came in this year and, you know, how did that work when, you know, bringing in veteran players in, how do you make that work? And and Matt just talked about how how it just went so seamlessly this year. Is that something that you think can definitely carry over? Is there a, a uh, mindset or an atmosphere around this program right now where as guys come in, it should be pretty natural for them to meld into the team? It's, it's the culture. Hmm. That's that's what Coach Wells and you know and the rest of us as coaches we we brought here and that's what we wanted to do is change the culture of this program, and and that's what we we're, we're that's what we're doing. You know, right. I mean it's, it's evident. You know, um, it's small things like what what Matt what Matt said about Cal, and it's several others that are on the field that were transfers or or younger guys that that you see the same kind of attributes out of. Um, it's it's the culture. Um, you you got to build it every year. Every team is different, especially now with transfer portal and everything that's going on. Guys are in and out. You know, every team is different, but it's the culture. You, you, you got your you got your your main core. You got your foundation built so well that when when guys come in here, that's who they become. You are and your Twitter feed is full of motivational thoughts. Uh, um, uh, sayings, different things. Some of it's just, I think, from you. Others, just things that you've quoted, or whatever it may be. How long have you been a motivational uh, sayings kind of guy? That's 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 life for me. 
Yeah. Um, I'm I'm big on the mind side of things. I'm truly a believer in if you believe, then you will achieve it. If 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 you don't, then you won't. Um, you know, uh, I'm I'm a positive person. I'm always thinking glass half full rather than glass half empty. So uh, why not? You know, convey that to everybody else that that follows me and you know may have need that needed that message for today. You know, may have needed an uplift for today. I'm I'm all about uplifting people. I'm all about being uplifted um, because this thing called life is not easy. You know, um, you got to persevere through some things um, and, and and what better way than to allow um, somebody like myself that's a coach to mentor um, young man to become man in this world. And what better way to do it than, than, than to use my use my tools to do it, you know, um, and that's what I do every day. That's, that's me. That's 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 not a that's not a fake thing i do on twitter or uh facebook or uh, instagram it's it's me it's who i am and my wife tells me that every day like you're so positive like yeah why not be you know i i, I grew up in a, in a family where it was a big family and we didn't have a lot and i'm, I'm thankful that you know I'm, I'm i'm blessed enough to to provide for my family now you know i'm, I'm thankful that you know i'm, I'm still here alive because i lost mo both my mom and my dad Mom to cancer. My dad had a heart attack. You know, I was 30 years old. My dad died. I was 20, 20 when my mom died. So I've seen a lot at a younger age and, and seen life go by so much. So why not be happy while you're here? And I do what I love to do. I got a passion for what I do. So it's not work for me. It's it's a blessing that I'm doing this and they're paying me for it. It's like stealing. <laughs> <laughs> Legally stealing. I like it. Um, not only do you coach the defensive line, you're also the run game coordinator. Uh, explain for me and other simple-minded folks like me, uh, how does that work between run run coordinator, run game coordinator, pass game coordinator, working together uh, to sort out the defense? I'll tell you like this. Coach Johnson is the defensive coordinator, mm -hmm. and we work together as a unit um, to, to come up with a plan um, to win each week. That doesn't change. You know, I'm the defensive line coach, so I pay attention to, a little, to the run a little bit more than the – a corners coach so you know that's a great title for me to have I'm, I'm blessed for you know coach wells and coach johnson to allow me to to have that title because that, that helps me out of my career and uh, um it's a blessing to have it but when it comes down to it we we game plan as a as a coaching unit um when we're in there man and with those four walls it's us and that and that whiteboard and that film and and we go in there and we and we get a plan together. We feel good about it. Uh, we we add we we take away by Wednesday afternoon by Wednesday evening. We feel really good about it. We we polish it up on Thursday and we roll with it. So um, yeah, I pay attention to the run a lot more. The interior run run to be exact. The, uh, the even the coaching staff is the team. The team the team everything. Is all for one common goal. I absolutely love it. Uh, it's been a blast. It's been a great season. Uh, fun to watch the, the kids that you're working with uh, grow and get better. And looking forward to what's ahead in the future. I know you guys are busy recruiting and things like that, getting ready for the, the roster for next year and things. But congratulations to you again on the AFCA's 35 under 35. And uh, looking forward to what's ahead for you, Coach Hawkins. Thank you for being with us. Thank you, Coach Hawkins. We sure appreciate him taking the time as well as they are busy and recruiting and things like that right now. So we sure appreciate him taking the time to come in and chat with us this week. Also, great conversation 
and a great follow on Twitter, by the way, as well. When we come back, we're going to round up the episode talking EKU women's and men's basketball. But first, a word from these sponsors. With over 20 years of experience, Matt Schaefer and the good folks at locally owned IPM Pest and Termite provides pest control service for all of Central Kentucky's pest control needs. Whether you have a current pest control problem or want to prevent infestation from ever entering your home, IPM Pest and Termite offers maintenance programs that will help keep pests out of your home and provide peace of mind. So for dependable, reliable services that you can count on, get in touch with our good friend Matt Schaefer at IPM Pest and Termite today at myipm.com that's myipm.com welcome back to the sports stove podcast local hour edition presented by ipm pest and termite uh we're gonna round up the episode tonight talking some basketball eku women's basketball coming off a loss at illinois sunday 57 to 71 jayla johnson led the team with 20 points and seven rebounds ari kirkwood Added 10 points and seven rebounds. Bria Bass, eight points, eight rebounds. Really, the issue for EKU came with shooting. They shot 26.5% from the field. That's a rough shooting day and hard to beat a Big Ten opponent shooting like that. Uh, Leche, the starting point guard, she went 0 for 9. Emma Hacker Hacker made it into the starting lineup over Allie Collette. Uh, she went 0 for 4. Allie still played pretty much the same amount of minutes as Emma did. Coach did mention earlier in the year that he likes, I uh, thinks Emma really fits into the team well against zone defenses and uh, try to get her. She also has more length than Allie, so get her some opportunity. It just didn't work out in this game. But uh, they tip off again Thursday, 11 a.m. tip off at home against Chattanooga. Uh, so there you go, an opportunity there, middle of the day. Uh, what do they call them? Matinee, I guess. Uh, anyway, so that's uh, this that's uh, coming up here Thursday, eleven o'clock in Chattanooga. Then Sunday at one o'clock, they'll be on the road up north to Miami of Ohio. Uh, two game losing streak now for EKU women. They're going to try to get back on on board against Chattanooga this week, and then against Miami of Ohio on Sunday. EKU men had a uh, pretty tough game against Western Kentucky on Saturday. As I said on Twitter, where you can follow at Sports Stove, uh, I said uh, just even having competent refs. Would have made a difference for the EKU men's basketball team. Uh, the officiating was bad. And listen, I know we as fans always like to say when we lose, the, the officials were bad. I have a lot of officiating experience. I was officiated in Wisconsin. I officiated here in Kentucky, officiated in Tennessee. And uh, that being said, uh, I feel like I know bad officiating. And not, not every second of the game was bad officiating. But there were enough bad or questionable calls um, that just didn't seem to make sense that makes you go, boy, a five, five point game could have been different very much. So now again, EKU has to take some of the blame and they do, but, uh, that was a tough loss. That's a game that they could have won for sure. Cooper Rob, 21 points, all those from behind the three point line, seven of 14 from behind the three point line. He was O of one from inside the three point line. So he was feeling it from deep, uh, Blanton adds 14 points and 10 rebounds, uh, Moreno had 14 points as well. Jansen Williams fouls out again. He has 10.7 rebounds. Braxton Beverly, 11 points there as well. Definitely a tough loss. So that's one that that uh, I think they'll look back on. And they don't. They you know again they're going to say some of that's not on them. But obviously, you got to take some of the blame as well. 
uh, they're playing Tuesday night. I know if you're listening to this, we're already past Tuesday, but I couldn't stay up for that game. I apologize uh, to everyone, but uh, they got number 18 ranked USC, uh, number 16 ranked USC. They're eight and O on the year. USC a 17 point favorite. Uh, so we'll talk about that EKU big victory next week. Um, and uh, if they aren't able to pull out the win, we'll still talk about it next week. Then Saturday, 7 o'clock tip off. They're back home for three straight games. They have Marshall on Saturday. Then next Wednesday, they've got Midway. And next Saturday, they've got Northern Kentucky there as well as they're winding down uh, the December games. They've got their first two out of the way by the time you're listening to this with five more to go in December. A uh, big important month for them. Uh, they got to get the wins. The wins rolling at this point. That loss to Western is is definitely going to hurt. The loss to Radford is going to hurt. The loss to West Virginia. That game. That one doesn't hurt as bad. But they could have won that game as well. They they just you know the loss to James Madison. Ouch. You know so they they, they got to get the wins rolling here as they get towards closer to conference play in the new year. Excited to see how they continue to grow and build on this season. I want to say thank you again to Harry Hunsucker for joining us uh, today and talking for Jeremy Hawkins being on the program as well. Uh, really excited about what he is doing there with the defensive line and what's ahead for them and EKU football next season. Thank you to IPM for being a major part of this program and sponsoring this show. We surely appreciate that. Make sure you visit them, myipm.com. Give them a call if you've got pest issues. I promise you will not regret it. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Sports Stove. And please share this episode if you at all, at any moment in this episode, enjoyed it. Go ahead and share it. Tell other EKU fans about it. And uh, we would surely appreciate it. Next week, we plan on having uh, Coach Hamilton and a couple or at least one of the basketball players, uh, men's basketball players with us, and hopefully representatives from the women's team as well. Uh, until next time. We'll see you around the sports stove.